Movies entertain. Entertainment leads to emotions. Those emotions connect us to our enjoyment of film. And that is why we exist. To focus on the emotional connection more than the technical merit. Because every movie makes us feel something. Hey everybody, this is Aaron, and you're about to listen to a special episode of the Feelin' Film podcast. This episode is a collaborative interview between myself and John of the About to Review podcast here in Seattle. We had the opportunities to sit down with director Gus Van Sant and actress Beth Ditto to talk about their newest film, Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot, which stars Joaquin Phoenix and Jonah Hill. Now, my take on the film is that it's quite good. It does go on a bit long, in my opinion, and some of the choices that Van Sant makes, bouncing back and forth in timelines, are not ones that I'm always a fan of, and I think that Rooney Mara is pretty wasted in this film. She shows up briefly, kind of just a trophy girlfriend. That being said... I do think the movie is worth watching. Thus Van Zant has a special way of capturing realistic human emotions, realistic human feelings on a base level that we can all relate to, and that is on display here. Joaquin Phoenix plays Portland cartoonist John Callahan, who is an alcoholic and suffers an accident that leaves him paralyzed for the rest of his life. What the story does is chronicle the events leading up to that accident and how John copes with this new lifestyle change. He turns to cartooning, and of course, it goes from there. It's got inspiring moments, uh, it's got funny moments, and it's kind of a hard watch. If you've struggled with alcohol, I think you might relate in a way that many of us who have not won't relate. So keep that in mind as well. This interview uh, was a good time for John and I. Be aware that Gus and Beth definitely go off script a bit and give us some interesting information. We talk about uh, Beth and I both having grown up in the South and how she grew up uh, without the ability to dance in public. We talk about black holes. We talk about metaphysics. So without further ado, here's John, myself, Gus, and Beth. Enjoy. So first question to, to Gus so John Callahan, with reckless abandon, would be speeding around in his wheelchair in Portland, which you witnessed firsthand. Mm-hmm. So in contrast, <clears throat> making this film took about two decades. So what kind of kept you motivated and inspired? You know, in comparison to John's reckless abandon with speed, your consistent need to make this movie. It was originally developed at Robin Williams's company. Mm-hmm. He had bought the book from John. He was a fan Apparently in like in San Francisco, they were running his cartoons. He, they were running them in L.A. I remember seeing them in L.A. Um, Robin elected, I think, pro- possibly because of the AA part of the story, mm-hmm. and also the the quadriplegia was uh, linked to his his um, friendship with Christopher Reeve, mm-hmm. who he had like um, gone to college with. It was a friend of his, and it was. Yeah, he said that it was sort yeah. of. An, I think they were roommates <clears throat> or something at one point. Yeah, and then he that he learned a lot about it through his friend's disability, Christopher Reeve's disability, and that he was interested in playing this character and partly in, in an homage to him. Um, and then the humor, mm-hmm. the cartooning aspect. So those three things I think were attractions for Robin, um, and so it was really like. Um, working for Robin during that period. Like I was, 
I was gonna, supposedly the director of the project. I wasn't writing them. Um, there were two different screenplays. There was one written by two Portland writers, Andrew Eatman and Jack Gibson. It was our first first go around, and then that didn't like take off. And then they called Robin and his wife called again and said, "Let's try another stab at it. You know, like maybe like make a new script." And so I got a, a different writer who had been friendly with Patty Sullivan. And uh, we wrote an, a second script, which was completely different, <clears throat> which also didn't go anywhere. <laughs> and by not going anywhere, it's just sort of it disappears. Like you mail it right. to them, and you're waiting to hear, and you're like, "When do we start?" You know, and and who knows what goes on? There's like studios with slates of projects. There's Robin with his own slate. You know, so mm-hmm. it just never really went anywhere. And for me, it was kind of like, "Oh well, maybe that." You know, it just sort of got lost. It wasn't even my own project. It was Robin's project. But John was himself was there, you know, just expecting, you know, like this Robin Williams thing, which is really the sad part. It's and then that he, yeah, he was just, you could just see it in his face. It's like, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Right. Because imagine you know it's there. I know. And you've got somebody that powerful, like powerful You've got powerful people on your side, and you know it's there, and you're this person from Portland, mm-hmm. this quadriplegic from Portland who makes cartoons, and that's already surreal to be, and it just is so close. It's so sad. I know. So he, the, the classic <clears throat> joke that he made in face of that, after maybe five years of nothing happening, um, he said, well, we're, we're all going to be dead by the time this, this film's made. Um, and it was a joke, right? But you know, in the end, he died, and then actually, Robin died. Mm-hmm. So he was partly right. Wow. Yeah, that's tragic. I really hate that part. I know. Well, one thing, guess I really enjoy about the film is the non-linear structure that you use at the beginning, and then again at the end, kind of bouncing back and forth between the awards ceremony, and then the support group, and then the actual event of the injury taking place. I was wondering what kind of inspired you to use that format versus telling it just as a straight through narrative. Um, question. Um, I think um, literature a lot of times, I mean, I've always had since even before I made films, I was always, you know, uh, attracted to films that were able to sort of tell the story out of order because of a link of some kind. Um, and the, in novels, like, you're always doing that. You're sort of, you can take a second, even, like, five pages to, like, bounce anywhere mm-hmm. you want. And somehow, as a reader, you're totally comfortable with that. Somehow, with a film, you're like, what the hell's going on? Right. <laughs> Why are we, you know, like, ten years earlier... And without you actually putting 10 years earlier in, in literature, it seems easy. And in film somehow, um, it seems impossible or hard. So I've always wondered why. And I don't know if there's any films that I've told out of order. I'm sure there are. Um, but, um, can't think of any, (laughs) but, (laughs) but I, are they? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't understand it. So, and usually that means, yes, the audience is going to go, I don't know where I was, you know. And it's also something you you establish. Like a lot of times it's – I was saying earlier that um, 
you know, if, if everything ends up in a court case, which sometimes stu- stories do, you flash back from the testimonial of the yep. person yep. and then you hear the other testimony and you can flash to the mm-hmm. – so that in that way you can tell the story in pieces. Also when you're ter- telling a story at, at the dinner table, you can tell a whole story and go like, oh, I forgot this part. You know, like they were mm. – they, they didn't have any legs or, you know, like <laughs> – like, during the That's whole a great time. point, and it makes. And the, oh shit! I forgot this one part. And the <laughs> listeners actually can accommodate it. They actually, in their brain, they go like, "Oh my!" You know, it's a. They start laughing, but um, <laughs> you know, uh, it's something that I always want film to be able to do. So I was using the um, his his speaking engagement on the stage and his testimonial in AA. Um, as ways to link things, you know, like t- mm-hmm. so that you knew where they were. And there were basically three different time periods. Right. <clears throat> that were, you know, sort of like, yeah, they were out of order. I think I just did it that way. I just started writing it that way. I wanted to write it that way. Um, I didn't know how much support, you know, as far as we needed, like whether we needed dates, which you can always put dates up there, whether it was going to be a problem or not. Um, I just kind of like wanted it to be like that. And Ted Hope, who's the um, the film head at um, Amazon Pictures, he for him he it's perfect. Like he wants that's what he wants is you know, he wants experimentation. Um, so I think I had an executive that wasn't going to be, um, you know, after we made the film, like okay, now let's put it in order, you know? right? Um, which sometimes people do. Yeah. Wait, when it's done. Yeah, there have been films. Let's just dream. Yeah, some films have like actually gone back and put themselves in order because, you know, it's sort of like it's the it's more generally like it can you can follow it better, I guess. Yeah, but it's usually more boring. I wasn't like well, also I wasn't like what the hell is going on? I know. (laughs) Like watching that movie, like. Well, I appreciate appreciate you trusting the audience. Yep, for sure. Yeah, plus trusting the audience. Plus, I think. There have been a lot of films made, like, in the last 10, 15 years that have been breaking these same rules, you know, that have been wanting to, you know, like, break those rules. Because it's, you know, I mean, I guess it comes down to storytelling. Um, I do have a question, though, for you, Beth. So in an, yes. <laughs> in an interview you did with Vogue a while ago, uh-huh. you talked about the ritualistic, almost meditative aspect of putting on your makeup every morning. This is funny. That was my favorite part of making this movie. I was going to say, like, I what, love the hair and makeup, people. What, what was your no, I loved it. And getting ready for Reba. No, I had makeup, but a little bit, not much, but a little bit. I, I don't know. I loved wearing a wig every day. I loved looking like something completely different. I felt like a clown, but the opposite of a clown. <laughs> you know, it's like you put makeup on, but then I just like had a lot, a lot less on because I wear makeup every day and I love girly. But like, it was really nice to not do that. That that's my, but also I just love hanging out with hair and makeup people. It's like one of my favorite things to do ever. Because that's the side of the movie that's like, you always like, when I was there, I was like, I am learning so much. Like it was really fun. Like things that you don't know are fake are fake or like, right. you know what I mean? You'd be like, oh my God, I never knew. Like it's so cool. Mm-hmm. And I think that part's really fun. And they all smoke. And I think that's cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, I still smoke. And you're like, good for you. You know what? You don't let anybody tell you what to do, Are Sheila. You still in touch with Tony? Tony the man? Mm-hmm. Which is Tony the man? Tony the man. 
Tony. Um, oh my God, Tony Greenham. Greenhands. No, we're on Instagram. On Instagram. God. He, you know what? Because <laughs> he might want to come. He up. is a secret hit. Hit. Tony is amazing. Yeah. He was so good in that movie. That movie you made. You ever? He is so good. I loved him. We had a good time, me and him. So I should tell him about the tomorrow about Tuesday night. You should. Because I forgot. I still don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know why I'm here, but well, I'm glad to be here. Speaking of learning. <laughs> I'm the comic relief. I took this stress <laughs> off of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I'm here. That's, I'm your Well, you do it well. I'm your you hype it, man. You do it great in the movie too, right? And so Laurel and Hardy. I actually wondered about that. Like what did you do to prepare? Nothing. For the nothing? You didn't go to any sport groups? No. I have I am a lesbian from the south when well, a queer <laughs> from the south with plenty of traumas to go to therapy for to draw back. I don't need I don't, <laughs> I don't need, need no support well, you know what I mean I'm like I don't did you really grow up in a place where you couldn't dance yeah so I like Footloose yeah I believe that no, what's like, the, what's yeah the, yeah he's Arkansas too uh, what's the name oh it's wow. Arkansas yeah so he's city-fied okay so he grew up in Little Rock and Fayetteville those are the two cities what quote unquote. town were you from Fayetteville. I was from a town called Relative. Jetsonia Oh, nice. Jetson, like Judd. Judd. Oh, Judd. Thank you, oh, Judson. <laughs> Judson, in, in the county of White, and there White was, County, and there was no dancing. My brother petitioned for the first the prom in the nineties, and 90s. that he actually got one. I think we had our first prom in nineteen ninety one. Because prom, like you dance. Because you would dance, yeah, and um, because the Baptist church. I grew up where I grew up in the like county. Footloose. It was like Footloose. MTV, our cable company didn't carry MTV because of Christian college. So like we were cut off from, that's what I think makes Southern, Southern weirdo queer so cool. It's like, you know, it's kind of like there was an, and like, what is it called? Like kind of like stunted their. Well, I'm Truman Capote and Tennessee Williams. Exactly. Carson yeah. McCullers, like mm-hmm. my birthday. Just me. We have the same birthday, but, um, I think. Like, like, there's something really cool about it because you're so cut off from like really cool things. It's kind of like what it would be like to grow up without internet or MTV. It's like that's what we did, but we were doing it in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes that's why I feel like I can get like I get a, like when I hear people talk about the 70s and 80s, I'm always like, sounds sounds familiar. You know what I mean? <laughs> that but, disconnection. Yeah, like well, you just didn't have access, so you had to work really hard to find it. Like if you wanted something, if you wanted to reference something, or if you heard about an artist, you had to work really hard to get it. You had to like, like you you just weren't given it. You couldn't just be like, <laughs> I'm going to turn on my TV and watch this video. You'd have to be like, my friend sent me this from Louisiana. It's a video of Hole. Like that was real, you know? Yeah. So, and that was like, and you gathered around. Yeah, and watched it. Like everybody was like, in, in a basement weed. where nobody could see them. Oh, we didn't yeah. have basements. So. Oh, wait, but in, <laughs> did you? You'd have television. Yeah, we had TV. And on TV, you have like American Bandstand and things. Um. No, well, American Bandstand—that's old. What were they um, going to? But what were they going to play? They're going to play Nirvana on American Bandstand. Right. No, I mean, uh, but what about like Saturday mornings? Um, Oh, we had Friday night flight. We had Friday night flights at lights, and that was Friday night flights or something like that. Was a video that you had four videos. But they had dancing on TV. Yeah, you could. Yeah, we knew what dancing was. <laughs> no, they, they blurred that out like on cops. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't like it was like you know. This is I don't was know how we got Was it a Christian? Yeah. Based Baptist and Christian ba- Southern Baptist. Southern Baptist. They got together. But my girl was just hanging out in church. Because also, meanwhile, like the best dancing was coming from Memphis. I know. See, that's like the they thing. had those yep. the real dance shows. But there was the Pentecostals <clears throat> too. So there was also a difference between different. There was like different denominations or different things. Were you raised Southern Baptist? Uh-huh. Yeah, so was I. 
I was. Could you dance? Me too. I did Wait, not. Wait, you were too, Gus? <laughs> well, I'm from Kentucky. Oh, that's right. You were resetting right. Baptist, oh, that's too? right. Well, you know, like my parents had moved north. Yeah. So, But when I went home, and we, if we went to church with our grandma, you know, grandma, like the white kids were doing gospel, and they had electric instruments, and they were like oh, wow, rocking yeah. out. That's progressive. You could have like, instruments. Well, that's very progressive. <laughs> you have instruments at church. The Church of Christ couldn't have instruments. They could dance, but they couldn't have instruments. And the Baptist church, oh, could they dance? I don't, I don't think, think so. they could. Yeah, I don't think they could. And then meth, like Methodists, could dance. Wow, loose, <laughs> right? Loose, loose morals. Those loose Methodists. Uh, anyway, sorry, you're going on holiday. No, it's fine. The, the next question is also is also for the you. Main, just so you know, my grandmother didn't have a bathroom until the eighties. Okay. Outhouse. Outhouse. All the way. Yeah. yeah. Was it like that in Kentucky when you went back? No, no. You're more sophisticated. No, it was. It was like a little like um, spoiled. Yeah, there was. It was like the rich section of town. Oh yeah, y'all were highfalutin. Highfalutin. Cool. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so my my next question for you, Beth. So you delivered one of my favorite lines in the film when John is feeling depressed and down on himself, and you said, "Poor me, poor me." Eventually, turns into "Poor me, another dream." You wrote that. Well, it's a really famous AA saying. It's in the book. It's in his book. Oh, okay. Because that was one of my favorite lines. In, in the it was film. new for me. It was new it's for a, me. It's a really, um, yeah, it's it? like a sta- old standard. Poor me, poor me, poor and me. And John would say mm-hmm. it all the time. He, really? He'd pull that one out. Yeah. Because it was about pity, you know, like, right. poor me. Yeah. It was about, and, like, he could say, you know, like, because poor me, I can't walk. Poor me, poor mm-hmm. me, poor me, yeah. another drink, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, it's I wanted to say country song, isn't it? I did get to say it. I that was it one is. of the hardest ones to do. I think acting, acting. And, and you didn't want to say trumped you. No, <laughs> didn't make sense. I wanted to ask you about casting of Jonah Hill because his performance is probably the most emotionally vulnerable that we've ever seen him. Mm-hmm. And I wondered, did you seek him out for that role of Donnie, or was that something that happened in normal casting he auditions? I realize now that like the like three major um, three of the large women roles are musicians. Yeah, Carrie, Kim, and you. Yeah, and a lot of the other roles are comedians or ca- comic actors. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I was actually going to UCB Upright Citizens Brigade mm-hmm. to cast a lot of the smaller roles. So there's. Is that where you found everybody? A lot of people, yeah, was there. Cool. It's really, it's really a cool. You ever go there? No. Yeah, in L.A. Um, or they probably have one in New York too. I'm probably not in Portland, but, um, but it's, it's um, you know, improv um, showcase, and so I cast a number of people from there. Well, Edgar's the guy that's the head of the um, the student newspaper. The um, the one he takes yeah. his cartoon, mm-hmm. um, the black um, character, yeah. and um, I'm trying to. Some of them got cut out. <laughs> um, Tony was on the internet. He came from the internet. So <clears throat> um, but Jonah, Jonah, we were trying to get. Let's see. We there was a couple of people that that we attempted to. You know, we offered the role to. That were also comedic actors. <clears throat> um, Jonah, Jonah, I, I had met. Actually, Jonah said no as well. So there was like <laughs> one comedic actor 
that I, I'm not mentioning, but just because I don't want to embarrass him. And then Jonah, and then Jonah, both of them said no. And then we didn't make the film right away. A year went by, and when we really got to go, we just checked with Jonah again, and then he said yes. <clears throat> so at first Jonah said no. And I knew um, both of them personally, both the people I was offering that role to. And Jonah I knew because um, he just came up to me in New York on the street and said, like, I love your, yeah, like, I love your films. I like, you know, if you ever do something, like, think of me, you know. So he was, he was, like, openly saying hi and, like, saying let's work together. So I was calling him up because at least partly I thought he was, could be really good in the role and he had offered to do That's something. awesome. <clears throat> and Andy specifically said, Remember hey, when yeah. I saw you on the it's, street it's nice that, to hear that time? It happens yeah. so human, like, just so naturally, you know, because you're you're in the same profession. And it just yeah. is a natural thing for that to occur, I would assume. For him to come up and say, For something. actors and directors <clears throat> to just. Yeah, I mean, when you see somebody that you really like, I mean, if I see somebody that I really like, I'll do the same thing. It's like, mm-hmm. if, if you really, if they really are on your, like, best list you know and that you actually could work together like you'd probably say something like say hi maybe someday we could you know briefly just say something i'm the worst at that yeah really what if you what if you ran into like if you just ran across like an amazing songwriter or something like that i would never you wouldn't say hello no just hi how are you i would be so scared (laughs) no because who am i you know it's like i don't have that i mean you know who jonah hill is they're just gonna be like oh Here's another one. I just am so afraid. Like, I don't know. I I don't want to waste people's time. Like, I don't know if it's low self-esteem. I don't know if it's like, don't force something. I just don't right. want people to. Bad luck or something. But it would be hard. You know, like the people I love, you know, I'm obsessed with Paul Simon. We all know this. I talk about him all the yeah. time. Yeah, if I saw him, I would never. I know I'm wearing a Graceland shirt today, not even on purpose. I would never, like, I would never approach him, ever. Hmm. But I love him so much. That's because I'm scared to death, though. Mm. What's it like to be Jonah with all that confidence? <laughs> yeah. uh, but well, he was so great. I just yeah. have to say, watching him, like, I know this sounds silly, but maybe it didn't. But watching him even, it was fun to watch people act because I've never really done mm-hmm. that. Mm. And watching him, I, for, I would forget that I was watching somebody act. I would just mm. be like. Like he's just a real person. Yeah. But it wasn't Jonah. It wasn't. It was Donnie. It was Donnie. It was Donnie. Yeah. I forgot I was watching. Exactly. I was watching Donnie, not Jonah. And you're like, this is what people in the movies, you always, they always talk about. Yeah. You're yeah. like, this is what they're talking That's about. That's the fun thing. Yeah. I had a moment, movie moment. Making a movie. Making a movie. That's very meta. Was it meta? <laughs> I'm always trying to get people to explain to me meta. I'm always trying to get people to explain to me what the hell a producer really is, what they really do, for real. <clears throat> and then what? Meta. And meta. Meta is just above, like, um, What's the other um, just reality? It's like a yeah, it's above, kind of it's higher breaking up. Breaking the fourth wall, mm-hmm. like it is. You know, <clears throat> Deadpool is an example where never saw that. Where he references in the comic book that he is in a comic book, right? Oh. So you are aware of it. Is that what they're calling meta? Yeah, if but oh metaphysics. Oh my god! Metaphysics. See what is meta? But yeah. but there's also metaphoric. Never met a meta, which is different. Yes, than breaking the fourth wall. Jesus, which I was. Which that can also be meta. You can say meta, right? This is hurting my feelings. My feelings are getting hurt deeply like, inside ghosts, my brain. Ghosts are meta. Ghosts are yeah. scary. Don't you think? <laughs> Just dropping truth bombs. <laughs> what do you mean? Why are ghosts meta? Because they're like ab- above the reality, uh-huh. outside the reality. 
Yeah. Is that wrong? Is that what? a wrong definition? Probably. Uh, it probably is. <laughs> this would be a conversation. Wait a minute. Keep going for like so an is, hour, but metaphysics. Metaphysics are like <laughs> metaphysical apparition would be a ghost. It's a metaphysical version. Yeah. Yes. So ghost? metaphysics are like beyond physics, above physics. Physics are where we are. What's a black hole? <clears throat> oh gosh. Like, <laughs> that's probably physics because it's reality. Is yeah. it reality though? Well, they don't know because they didn't realize. So you, it, don't, but it you don't come across them too much. I haven't. Have and this, all come, this all comes back to don't I've worry. I've seen a People sinkhole. Foot. <laughs> yeah. Not a black hole. Somehow. <laughs> uh, I've well, never seen one. Have you? A sinkhole. A sinkhole? <laughs> a sink- You're from the South. I'm sure Arkansas you've seen is a sinkhole. <laughs> uh, I'm but, telling you, sinkholes. <clears throat> whirlpools. I've never seen a whirlpool. I've seen tornadoes. Sne- sneaker tides in, in Oregon. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Those are bad. Are you from Oregon? Uh, I grew up in the Northwest. I lived in Eugene, Eugene? for nine years. Oh, Eugene. So, yeah. It was a different world. Uh, but we keep getting the signal yeah. from our very patient Uh-oh. producer. So thank you so much, Guest Thanks. Van Sant and Beth Ditto from Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot. Thank you. <laughs>